Welcome to the podcast, Mom It Like It's Hot, the Motherhood Insider, presented by the Cincinnati Mom Collective. Hi, Cincinnati. My name is Courtney Snow. I'm the owner of the Cincinnati Mom Collective, and today we have two very special guests with us, Rimmel Kamran and then on Yaley Sawita Kamara. Um, so Yaley is a Sierra Leonean American writer, educator, and researcher with roots in Oakland, California, serving now as an adjunct assistant professor at the University of Cincinnati and the director of creative youth leadership at Wordplay Cincy. Rimmel is a Pakistani-American poet and current senior at the Summit Country Day School, where she serves in a variety of leadership roles within several student coalitions centering poetry, medicine, and inclusion in her work. So two very impressive ladies with great ties here in Cincinnati. So go Bearcats, and we love (laughs) Summit Country Day. (laughs) We do a lot of partnerships with them. Uh, So welcome, you two. Um, So uh, is there anything else either of you would like to share about yourself? I would just like to say, first off, thank you so much for having us. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, being the inaugural Cincinnati Youth Poet Laureate has been such an amazing experience. I love being able to share poetry with those around me and just being able to connect through the power of words. That's awesome. Haley? Similarly, um, it's it's been an incredible honor and a pleasure to be the Poet Laureate of, of Cincinnati and through the partnership with the Mercantile Library. That is um occasioned a lot of interesting and engaging and nourishing collaborations throughout the city of Cincinnati and beyond. So it's a pleasure to be here. And I would like to share that both Rimmel and I have publications, upcoming publications. My debut collection of poetry won the Jake Adam York Prize this year. And will be, it's called Be Sedu and it'll be published through Milkweed Editions. And Rimmel's collaborative chapbook will be released next month. So I wanted to hand the the mic back to Rimmel to talk a little bit about it. Sure. So I've been, I've had the honor of uh, working in collaboration with two uh, local youth poets. They are absolutely amazing. And we've been working on a chapbook, which the title is, what we're thinking is, um, Listen to My Voice, Bear Witness to My Story. And we're really excited about it. It's centering um, around the power of youth narratives and youth voices and how our bodies, their narratives, they, um, they can share our experiences, our moments, and just our identities in general. So I'm really excited and looking forward to that. Okay, congrats, ladies. Thank Definitely you. have to make sure you share links with us when those are out so we That's can cool. share it with everybody. Yeah. Um, okay, so to start off um, our discussion today, um, we wanted to know how did April become National Poetry Month? So, Yeli, I think you have a little concrete background for us, and then Rimmel had some fun ideas she wanted to share. Absolutely. So according to the Academy of American Poets, the National Poetry Month was determined um, as a result of a coordination and collaborative efforts between poets, booksellers, librarians, and teachers in the Academy of American Poets. And the idea is that this month uh, would have the highest level of engagement, I believe, across peoples and institutions. And this was the right month to do that, as well as it being um, still within the first sort of third of the year. Uh, it also, the timing of it also encourages and is, is meant to excite um, year-long uh, engagement and readership in poetry. Um, 
Sure. So I found this question really interesting. So I took some time to reflect and the ideas that came to my mind was first, when I think of April, I think of it as a month of spring, of renewal and of birth. So, and when I think of poetry, I think poems in a way, they're also a form of renewal, a way of um, just discovering what it means to be human, just discovering what it means to live life as a human. And poems, they are like spring. They blossom from the deepest parts of ourselves they're vulnerable they're raw they're authentic and um, from poems we can blossom into more empathetic and more um, just authentic individuals just like flowers blossom in spring oh i love that it's beautiful you should be a poet <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great um so uh one of you or both uh want to tell us what mindful poetry moments is yes so mindful poetry moments is a lot of different um, is a lot of different endeavors and efforts that the, the point of it is to to invite community, different types of, of people into a common space to discuss poetry, and it's it's um, there are different ways of, of doing that, and the the efforts that we are a part of and we're excited to be a part of this year um, is a mindful poetry moments, which is a virtual event that started in the spring of 2020, April of 2020. What we'll be doing is facilitating different writing workshops and we'll be working in partnership with um, different community members, um, both in Cincinnati and beyond, that offer a sort of grounding meditation that will allow us to open up and experience poems that are being facilitated, the, uh, the poetry reading and analysis, as well as the writing um, or creating of prompts that we all write to together will be um, will be facilitated by other members of the community. And so Rimmel and I will be moderating. Um, well, we'll be working together with Stacy and Bryce over the course of four weeks. And um, she and I will be um, facilitating um, a writing session each. And we've um, worked with both Stacy and Bryce to um, secure writing facilitation, writing facilitators for the other two weeks, as well as folks that will lead, be leading the grounding meditations for four weeks so essentially so and all this happens within this beautiful one hour period of time where folks get together online in the afternoon and think about poetry and write together and get a chance to share and collaborate that's that's really really awesome um and uh what is the impact of mindful poetry moments I guess something that I would really like to touch upon is the impact on youth. I think Mindful Poetry Moments, it's a great way for youth to take the time to sit down and reflect on poetry, to reflect on their own experiences, on their own identities, and how they can connect with different poets. Um, during the Mindful Poetry uh, Moment sessions and the workshops, there will be an opportunity for a writing prompt to be able to sit down and just um, have that reflection. So that's something that I find, um, I think, really powerful. And I know with my role as a youth poet laureate, something that's been really important for me is making youth more involved in the power of literature and the power of words and just recognizing that poetry, it's really all around us. It's inherent to us, it's in our relationships, it's in nature and it's in everywhere. And um, I hope that these uh, workshops, they will be a time for not just um, youth, but for everyone to be able to appreciate the beauty of poetry and recognize that poetry is something so important in order to live and in order just to be human. 
Um, so how did each of you become involved in this? Well, I think we were both reached out to by Stacy at different points, Stacy Sims, the extraordinary and inimitable Stacy Sims, who steers the whole ship alongside Bryce, who's also fabulous. Um, and so we were each approached a bit, probably in the summer of 2022, mm -hmm. about the possibility of working together as the Poet Laureates of Cincinnati um, to think about what a month of programming would look like. And since then, we've had these really great meetings where Will and I have been thinking through possible themes um, and, and our poem selections, I forgot to mention that we've selected the four poems. Our poem selections are centered around narratives. And so the exploration and, and diversity and celebration of different personal stories that celebrate culture and um, different facets of identity and thinking about uh, each of our individual importances um, here in the space that we're cohabitating. And so I'll just um, mention my two poems and, and Ramal, I'll have you mention the poems that um, sure. So uh, for the month of April, um, the poems that I chose were Possible by Carlina Duan, as well as My First Memory of Librarians by Nikki Giovanni. And the great stories Nikki Giovanni called to give us permission to use the poem, um, which is really awesome. And I would never erase that message. I don't think Bryce is going to from this poem, but that was a really beautiful and wonderful touch and endorsement for um, the work that's being done and to have someone who is a national treasure um, champion, this is, is really touching to us. And then for my poems, I chose Pronunciation by Leora Kava and Remember by Jor Harjo. And both of these poems are absolutely beautiful. And I'm so excited to share them with the greater community um, for pronunciation specifically. That poem was uh, uh, one that really resonated with me because um, Leora Kava, she just talks about her, the disconnection she almost feels with her culture because um, she's not able to speak in her mother tongue as much as she would like to. And that's something that I often feel. My parents, their first language is Urdu. And while I'm not fluent in Urdu, I can speak a couple of words here and there. But sometimes I do feel disconnected from my culture, but I've learned that just through simple actions in my daily life, those are ways of pronouncing my mother tongue. Those are ways of appreciating my cultural identity. Oh, great. Stay really great. Uh, sessions you guys have <laughs> planned out. I can already Please tell. join us. Please join us. Definitely. <laughs> um, so, uh, how can others participate in this? All the information to join in, I want to also uh, belabor the point that this is all free, all free programming, so no one has to pay um, to be a part of this, is that you go to thewell.world like a, a, like a well-wishing well, the well.world, and under the programs and events tab, you'll find information about Mindful Poetry, a virtual gathering. And so there's a space there for you to register. And I should also mention, you can come to all four sessions, or if you only have time to come to one, you're more than welcome to come to one. Um, and so that's something else that we want to just be able to, if it's a short period of time that we get to spend with you or a longer one, um, we're, we're happy and we welcome all durations um, and just a, a moment to commune over art with uh, those that come together. Yeah, and you said um, it's an hour for each no. session, mm -hmm. right, in the afternoon? Okay, yeah, we'll make sure to, to link that so everybody can check it out. I've been playing around on the site and it looks really exciting. Um, did you two know each other before they reached out to each of you? We did, yes. Yeah. We met through um, the Youth Poet Laureate program, and it's been such an honor to know Yaley. And I know our relationship with each other just keeps growing, and I'm so happy to know her. 
I'm just infinitely proud of Marmal and there's so much that she's done for leadership in the city and the opportunity to work together was just, it was a no brainer. And we actually call each other partners in rhyme or in face. Yes. <laughs> so, like, and so it's just been, it's been uh, an absolute pleasure. Love it. So um, just wondering a little bit about each of you, have you always been writing poetry or how did you start? Always more. So I can start with that. I've always been writing. I've always loved to write short stories, journal entries, um, just reflections about certain moments in my day. But my love for writing poetry, that began in eighth grade. I had an English teacher. She would begin each class with having us recite a poem. And I remember one day we recited the poem, I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings um, by Maya Angelou. And I remember how beautiful I found the poem, how poems could be a, a way to carry stories. They can be a way to express our humanity and to connect with one another. So that's when I first began writing poetry. And then when I listened to Amanda Gorman's performance at the presidential inauguration, that's when I started to um, get a new view of poetry and see how it can be used as a way of advocacy as a way of connecting with the greater community. So that's when my love for spoken word began and being able to stand and perform my poetry because I believe poems are a way of fostering conversations and fostering community. Yeah, it's beautiful. I'd say for myself, um, my interest and love for poetry started in high school and it just was the sort of vehicle for expression that made the most sense to me. And it was a place that I felt welcomed and not necessarily in the school setting, but in, in other settings in terms of, I think what I was taught in school is how poetry works, but not necessarily, there wasn't an emphasis of being part of a poetic tradition. Mm -hmm. And so um, school, I was thinking about it outside of school, I got to do and make and dig in and explore. And so I, I did um, a few years of being on a national youth poetry slam team in high school. And from there kind of, played with or experimented with different types of poems on and off and or excuse me writing on and off in my life and the thing that kept on nagging at me was poetry and so um when when poetry calls you must answer and so um since then i i've um, i earned my, my mfa and my phd in creative writing and in poetry and so um now I've, i have the blessing and, and the honor and privilege of, of teaching um young people throughout cincinnati as well as college students so it's kind of been around me and i think Maybe now when we think about family stories and narratives, the way that my family speaks and tells stories feels very poetic. And so I think that that was um, the beginning of that story for me or the genesis was just being in a family of, of storytellers. And so, yeah, it's been wonderful to embrace that and to be able to have spaces to, to hear poems and to share them as well. Yeah, yay. Well, it's getting me very excited just hearing you ladies talk about poetry. Um, when I was a really little, um, I was obsessed with writing poetry all the time. Um, eventually, I kind of got away from that. But <laughs> I think all the way through elementary school, I was part of a really big family. And but I really craved my like alone time and my peaceful time. And so I would get my little Walkman with my cassette tapes and my headphones. And I'd crawl up this really tall tree that had like a perfect place to sit in the top. And then my little notepad. And I would just like sit for hours and just like write poems. Um, but it's some of my like favorite memories growing up. So it's a dreamy memory that feels so good to even hear. <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, I still, I get to write about, 
mom stuff um, on the Cincinnati Mom Collective. Um, but my other half, he does, he writes spoken word and he's performed and he's like guest taught at UC and stuff. And um, I've become uh, a big fan of spoken word. And it's, yeah, it really, it really just touches you differently than other written pieces. So. For sure. Uh, well, I'm so excited that you two are helping head this up, lead these workshops. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to look at the dates more closely in the times and uh, try and at least be a part of some of it because um, I can just feel that love for poetry stirring back up just talking to you. <laughs> it would be a pleasure. And I just know that your voice and presence um, would make it awesome. And I just wanted to add one last thing. There is a publication yes. that comes out of this. And oh, so yeah. Yeah, there are different um the different pieces and there's a beautiful chapbook publication. I would actually, it's bigger than a chapbook, a publication that comes out every year. And so Rowan and I got the chance to attend um, the last cycle, um, the last publication sort of release, which was um, the most recent one I should say, which was in August of, of 2022. And so we're looking forward to continuing that and having a beautiful publication and, 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 and local illustrator, Julie Clear, who will be creating illustrations for um, this book. And so it's, it's, again, it's a way of, of um, kind of capturing and documenting um, in a very attentive and intentional way uh, the work that's been created. And it's, it's a point of, of pride for all of us. And so the, the more voices we can get in there, the better. And youth voices particular, to have more youth voices that would be really, really awesome. So. Yeah. Is there any age range in particular? Or is it anybody? Anybody. I believe anybody? That there, there are some... some um, uh, young people below the age of eight that sent, shared their work. And, and during the celebration, there was a videos from, and you don't have to be in, in America either, videos from around the world, mm -hmm. from, from England, from Portugal, and, and young people as, as I want to say as young as seven or eight that shared really poignant poem because, yeah, kids are deep. So those poems were <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have a 13-year-old daughter, so I think I might encourage her to, to get involved as well. Yay! Um, awesome. Well, yeah, I know we could we could talk about this, but I'm going to make sure, like I said, to link the site so everybody can go check it out, and hopefully we can get lots and lots of people involved in this. So thank you so much for your contribution to it and for taking time to share with us. Thank you for your support. Thank you so much. Oh. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. We're so excited, and um, we look forward to seeing you and everyone else. Absolutely. Yay! All right, thank you. Thank you. Take thank care. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, and tune in for our next episode.